Hello, I'm Gary Fogle. Welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories. Happy to have you with me. And on today's show, we're going to look at the possibility of an NBA franchise coming to Kentucky and how many times that possibility has occurred and the oh-so-close situations where it almost happened, but then it didn't. And then later in the show, we're going to look at the possibility of a team coming to Kentucky in the future and the work being done toward that. Uh, a prominent attorney in Louisville, Bruce Miller, has been involved with it for years, but also Dan Issel, former U.K. basketball great and also played for the Kentucky Colonels. He's very involved in trying to get an NBA franchise to come to Kentucky. We're going to talk about why you should care uh, when uh, we get a little deeper into the show because there may be many of you out there who go, I don't care about the NBA and I don't care about a team coming to Kentucky because it's going to play in Louisville anyway and you may live in very far western Kentucky or far eastern Kentucky or far southern Kentucky and a good distance from Louisville and you say I'll never be up for a game but there are people who will tell you why you should care. We'll get into all that but the history of near misses is fascinating and before we even get to that portion I want to talk about the history of pro basketball in Kentucky. As you know, many of you know, we had the ABA here. Just a little background on how the ABA, which was the American Basketball Association, rival league to the NBA, how it came about. And to talk about that, you have to talk about pro football. Because in the late 50s, the NFL existed because it's existed for years. And there was a group of owners or prospective owners from various cities around the country who wanted to get a team in the NFL. They wanted the NFL to expand. And the NFL at that time did not want to do so. So these group of businessmen got together and said, you know what, we'll start our own league. The heck with the NFL, we'll just start our own league. And that's when the AFL was formed. The American Football League was formed in 1960. And for them, they had the benefit of signing a contract with NBC. NBC was looking for some sports programming. CBS was doing NFL games. NBC had no rights to the NFL games, so they signed on with the AFL, and that was when the AFL was formed. And one of the things the AFL did, getting a national network television contract was key because every game on Sundays, their games went up against the NFL for uh, viewership, and uh, they had teams, as I say, out of Kansas City, out of Denver, a lot of the bigger cities in the country that did not yet have NFL teams. So they formed their own league. They start making inroads into uh, bringing in fans. And another thing they did was they put an emphasis on passing the ball, much more of an emphasis on passing than did teams in the NFL. The NFL at the time was much more of a running league. You passed some, but you didn't pass a lot. You ran the ball most of the time. And the AFL says, we're going to put the ball in the air. We're going to give fans the excitement of seeing us throw the ball around, score a lot of points. It wasn't unusual for the AFL games to have a final score of 56 to 53, something like that, with a lot of points, a lot of passing. And that was their attraction. So as the years went by through the 60s, the NFL realized that the AFL was gaining in popularity. It wasn't going away. So in 1970 is when the two leagues merged and became, everybody was in the NFL. The AFL jumped over and became the AFC at that point, and everybody was one league. The Super Bowl was played for four years before the two leagues merged. But 
prior to 1970, AFL teams and NFL teams did not play one another during the regular season. The only time any one of them met was in the Super Bowl, which was 67, 68, 69, and 70. Then in the fall of 70, they merged. I tell you that story because that's how the American Basketball Association got started. Basically, owners wanted to get into the NBA. They couldn't get in. So in 1967, they did what the AFL did. They borrowed from that blueprint, and they started their own league. And one of the things they added was the three-point shot, much like the AFL putting an emphasis on passing to score more points. The ABA introduced the three-point line and to provide more points, more high-scoring game, make it more exciting. The long shot was worth more than the close-up shot. And it had an impact on basketball. As you know, everybody's gone to the three-point line now. But it was a big, significant addition to the ABA and why they became significant. And as the years went by, the ABA started getting players who would have gone to the NBA otherwise, and they became, became more significant, and that became a threat to the NBA. And so by the time we got to 1976, that's when the NBA reached out and allowed ABA teams to join them, provided they put up the money. They had to put up 2 to $3 million. I don't remember what the rights fee was back then to get into the league. It's really not that important other than the fact that some ABA owners, including Kentucky's owner, John Y. Brown, thought it was too much. He thought they should get in for free at no charge because they had a good product to offer. We'll get into all that during the course of this show. So coming up, I'm going to talk to Bruce Miller. He is a attorney, and he was involved as a player agent with the Kentucky Colonels back in the 60s and 70s, representing many players. Then once the Colonels folded in 1976, he became very involved with helping work with the different groups to see about bringing an NBA franchise to Louisville, uh, maybe a, an expansion franchise or a, a team moving from another city to Louisville. He's been involved ever since then. He's still involved today. It's fascinating to hear his stories, and you'll sit and shake your head at how many times Kentucky has come close to landing an NBA franchise. But for this reason, that reason, it just didn't happen. And teams have moved elsewhere that look like they're very possibly coming to Kentucky. Now, the question is, for a lot of people, why should you care? You say, well, I live very far from Louisville, which is where the team is going to be located, and I'm not going to be able to get up there and make any games or many games. I'm not a fan of the NBA. But people trying to bring the team here will say that it would be a benefit to the entire state when you have a major professional team, whether it be in the NBA National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, or the NFL, any of those four major leagues, it benefits the entire state because it brings more notoriety to the state, more businesses come in, uh, it brings in a lot of visitors, a lot of revenue, which translates into taxes and tax collections, and the taxes raised and created by all that is monumental and it benefits the entire state, not just Louisville where the team would be located in the Louisville metro area, but the entire state would benefit from that revenue that's brought in by an NBA franchise. Another reason they think you should buy in is because 
it would be Kentucky's only NBA team. For example, in college basketball, well, you have the University of Kentucky, you have the University of Louisville, you have Moorhead State, you have Murray State, you have Eastern Kentucky, you have Western Kentucky, you know, that play Division I college basketball. And now you add to that Bellarmine University, which is going Division I starting this fall. So Bellarmine will be your seventh school that will be Division I in college basketball. So the fan base is spread out throughout the state, but as far as the NBA, there will be one team and one team only to represent everybody throughout the state of Kentucky. And they would also argue that many people out in the state come to Louisville at least once a year because many come for the Kentucky State Fair. It is a big draw for people coming from throughout the state. And so they would like to say, you come for the State Fair, come one or two more times a year and come watch the Kentucky NBA team play. Maybe come once in November and come back in April or something like that if you live in the far reaches of the state. You don't get to Louisville very often. But come up here and support the one and only NBA Kentucky team. That's what they would tell you. That's what there would be their argument as to why you should be supportive of an NBA team coming to the Bluegrass State. So anyway, we will get back in just a moment, and I will talk with Bruce Miller first of all, and then coming up later, we'll talk with Dan Issel because Dan, very involved in trying to bring an NBA franchise to Kentucky. All that's coming up, so stay with me. I'll be back in a moment. I'm Gary Fogel. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. Krista Schaus with United Way of Central Kentucky here in Elizabethtown. I just want to stop for a moment, tell everybody that if you're looking for help at this time, which for a lot of folks that can be food, it might be a, a bill payment, uh, you might need help with medicine, what you can do is you can call 211. That's just 211 and it's toll free, it's confidential. What they'll do is they'll ask you what your zip code is and they'll try to navigate resources for you. If that does not work because 211 is not the be all end all of help, please reach out to the United Way office at 270-737-6608. We are working from home, but the phones are routed directly to our cell phones. And so we're able to look through our resource guides and try to help give you further direction. But your first call should be to 211 and if all else fails, once again, the United Way office at 270-737-6608. Thank you, be well. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for joining me. And today we are looking at the history of near misses of bringing an NBA franchise to Kentucky. And there have been, there have been several. So going back to 1976, that's when the ABA folded the American Basketball Association. Kentucky had a team in it called the Kentucky Colonels. And four of the teams that were in the old ABA merged with the NBA. 
the Denver Nuggets, the Indiana Pacers, San Antonio Spurs, and New York Nets, which are now the Brooklyn Nets, but at time they were the New York Nets. The Colonels had the opportunity to merge, but John Y. Brown, the owner, didn't like the deal. It was going to cost each team a few million bucks to join the NBA. That's what the fee was, and Brown didn't like that deal. And what he did, what he proposed, is he went to 10 owners. The ABA, prior to the 75-76 season, had 10 franchises. So John Wine went to those 10 owners and said, let's do this. Let's each put up just $1 bucks with 10 of us. That'll total $10 million. And let's go to a major television network. CBS TV, by the way, had the rights to NBA games. Let's go to a major television network, whether it be NBC or ABC. I'm not sure who he went to. Probably one of those two. And offer them the $10 million to carry our game, National Game of the Week, on Sunday afternoons up against the NBA. And we think we can do, and I'm sure he was thinking, what the AFL did back when they went up against the NFL on Sunday afternoons back before those leagues merged. And it was probably good thinking because the ABA at the time had a very good product. Again, they had the three-point line. The NBA didn't. So that meant ABA had more high-scoring games. They had the red, white, and blue basketball, which made it very festive. And they had a lot of superstars. They had Julius Dr. J. Irving at the time. They had Dan Essel. They had Louis Dampier. They had George Gervin, who was a great scorer. A lot of talent that uh, in that league. And so they knew talent-wise they can match up against the NBA. So that was John Y. Brown's proposal. Give $10 million to a television network, and they will televise our games. Only the Denver Nuggets owner was up for it. The others were against it, especially the Pacers, Spurs, and Nets. They were told by their bankers, that whom they owed money, that they needed to get into the NBA. And so that was the situation. You know, and I think also this is just me thinking – what would have happened back then. Again, this was 1976. ESPN came along in 1979. And if you remember back when ESPN began, when they first went on the air, they had no rights to NFL or college basketball or college football, any major sport. I mean, they were televising horseshoe pitching contests and badminton matches and water polo and tractor pulls. And nothing against any of those sports or events. Those are all good events. But they didn't draw the audience, the viewers, like major college sports or professional sports did. And had ESPN come along a few years earlier, they would have loved the ABA because they were in dire need of sports programming. The ABA would have been perfect for them. And the ABA wouldn't have had to give them $10 million. I'm sure ESPN would have done it for free just to get um, sports programming for a major sporting event, a league, and it would have been a perfect marriage. But uh, unfortunately, ESPN didn't come along till 1979, and the ABA folded in 76. So <laughs> had the ESPN come along just a few years earlier, I have no doubt they would have televised the ABA games. The ABA would not have folded, and maybe eventually all teams would have merged with the NBA at no charge, they would have gone in for free, and a basketball team in the NBA from Kentucky would still exist today. 
but that all didn't happen. That's just me speculating. But anyway, the deal for John Y. Brown, trying to get the other owners to go in with him and put up the money, did not work. So the ABA folds, and those four teams I mentioned, the Nuggets, Pacers, Spurs, and Nets, go into the NBA. So from there, John Y. decides, well, he'll buy an NBA franchise and move them to Kentucky. So first thing he wants to look for is a franchise he can afford, and the second thing he wants to look for is a franchise that is struggling financially and would be open to being moved because they're not doing well in the location where they are. And so he buys the Buffalo Braves. And many of you may not even remember that Buffalo had a team in the NBA, but they did. The Buffalo Braves were never that good, never a contender for a title. So it was the perfect team to buy and maybe relocate. And that's what John Y. Brown did. He bought the Buffalo Braves with that in mind. And working with him was an attorney from Louisville who was uh, Bruce Miller. And uh, Bruce picks it up from there on what they tried to do once John Y. purchased the Braves. The goal was to transfer the Buffalo Braves to Louisville. And that was a very secret thing. And uh, he eventually, John, eventually was unable to pull the transaction off. And the reason he couldn't pull the transaction off is because NBA Commissioner Larry O'Brien nixed it. His feelings were, this was 1976. The NBA had just added four franchises from the ABA. He didn't want any more team movement or any more additions, any more changes. So he did not want Buffalo at that time to transfer to Louisville. So John Y. Brown gets rid of the Braves, and the guy who takes over the Braves, the ownership, he's from Southern California. So a Southern California guy has no interest in a team in Buffalo. So two years later, 1978, when things have settled down, the dust has settled from the merger from the ABA, Larry O'Brien then okays a franchise relocation. Well, John Y. Brown doesn't own them at that point. The guy from Southern California does. So he moves them, moves the Buffalo Braves to San Diego. They become the San Diego Clippers. Then a few years later, they move to Los Angeles, become the Los Angeles Clippers, which is who they are today. And that could have been the NBA franchise in Kentucky. But didn't work out. There's strike one. All right, back to Bruce Miller. And I talked to him because at this point, He's now getting heavily involved in the push to get an NBA team to Kentucky. And I asked him why he was so passionate about that. I, I felt like I was in a position to, to be able to, to get it done. I mean, hell, uh, Larry O'Brien even called me himself in, the, in, the, in must have been 81 and uh, had me go to Cleveland because the guy that owned the Cleveland Cavaliers, Cavaliers was crazy. He was nuts. Uh, and and uh, they, they had to get rid of him, and they wanted to see it. Uh, and I got the books from uh, – he, uh, he was ordered by uh, O'Brien to give me the financial records. I got them and brought them back to Louisville Had a meeting with a series of people. We had a series of meetings to see, and the books were in such a mess for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers that uh, – I told I wound up telling the lawyer David Stern that there just wasn't the interest to do it because the thing was so such a financial disaster. So if the books had been in order, 
you're saying a group from Louisville may have bought the Cavaliers and moved them to yes. to Kentucky? Yes. Uh, one example uh, comes to mind: the Houston Rockets. Uh, 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 we we flirted. They they flirted with us for a while. Uh, they played in a terrible old arena in Houston, and they took a referendum to vote for a new arena, and it lost. The owner uh, of, of the Rockets um, uh, that uh, he was, uh, if he wanted to transfer the team, he could. And they they even came to, they came to Louisville, the, the big law firm down there. They came to Louisville, looked it over, looked freedom all over. Um, uh, and and we got fairly close on that. They had a mayor down there, and they he he got he realized what was happening. Anyway, we met. They were close to coming, and they were going to come. The mayor found out about it down there, and they had a re-referendum, and it barely passed to build the new arena that they're in now. That was, a, in reality, basically had a commitment, and if the arena had not uh, a referendum had not passed. We would have uh, had the Houston Rockets here, uh, and then uh, we had a series of things in the early uh, 2000s uh, with uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, after we had a commitment from the Grizzlies and uh, Mike Heisley to move here, uh, the only the main problem with the Grizzlies, but the main problem was Calipari was in favor of it at, uh, in Memphis. Uh, and because he viewed it as a recruiting tool, and Patino was not in favor of it because he viewed it as competition. Okay, he so let me let me clarify. Yeah. Calipari was the head coach at University of Memphis at the time. So right. he, he, he wanted Memphis the Grizzlies State, yeah. to move to Memphis because he thought it was a recruiting tool for him at the university. Right. But That's Patino exactly did right. not want it here in Louisville because he thought it was competition. That's exactly right, and he and Jerich uh, uh, gave uh, conflicting signals to the media, and that got Le- uh, Heisley upset. Hi- uh, uh, Le- uh, Mike Heisley, who was a great guy who owned the Grizzlies, in the end, Heisley still wanted it in Louisville, and then I think Calipari really got in behind us, and it, we were right there. We were going to get it, uh, and, uh, and the bottom line was Heisley decided that he was going to go with the money, even though Louisville was a better market. And he's, he had a big argument with his wife about it. And my brain in the heart says, I ought to take this thing to Louisville, but I'm going to do it for money. And uh, that's what he did. Memphis had the backing of FedEx, which is headquartered down there, and they put up the that's big money to get it to come to Memphis. Yeah. So the bottom line is, since the ABA folded and the Colonels folded in 76, we almost got the Buffalo Braves, which is now the Los Angeles Clippers. We almost got the Houston Rockets. We almost got the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we almost got the Vancouver Grizzlies, which are now the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies. That's correct. So, again, the Buffalo Braves, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Houston Rockets, and the Vancouver Grizzlies almost moved to Louisville. Oh, so close. But yet, state of Kentucky is 0 for 4 and trying to land an NBA franchise. We're not finished. There's still one more significant one to talk about, and we'll do that after the break. Stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories.
When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I grow trail. Up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for joining me. And um, as we move into this segment, if you're keeping score at home, <laughs> where Kentucky is 0 for 4 as far as trying to land a NBA, land an NBA franchise, uh, whether by relocation or expansion, all so far that we've talked about have been through relocating. 0 for 4 since 1976 when the Kentucky Colonels folded, when the ABA folded. And uh, again, to um, review, Kentucky tried to move the Buffalo Braves here in 1976. That didn't happen. They ended up moving two years later to San Diego and then on to Los Angeles, where they're now the Los Angeles Clippers. They uh, looked into the possibility of moving the Cleveland Cavaliers here, but their financial books were in such bad shape, they thought that would not be a good proposition. They talked with the Houston Rockets. That was very close to happening. The Houston Rockets moving here, but then the uh, city of Houston, the people there decided to, they voted and decided to build a new arena, so Houston stayed put. And then it was the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies that were looking to move, and Memphis won out on that, even though many felt that Louisville was best suited for that franchise rather than Memphis, but now they're the Memphis Grizzlies. So 0 for 4, there was one more, the Charlotte Hornets were having financial problems, so they were looking to move, and the ink was almost written on the contract for them to come to Louisville, but then at the last minute, uh, some things happened, some issues came up, and Tom Benson, who owned the New Orleans Saints of the NFL, he put up the money, and he got the Charlotte Hornets to move to New Orleans, where they became the New Orleans Pelicans. So 0 for 5 is Kentucky in trying to get a franchise here. Much of the talk now is that in order to get an NBA franchise, it would not be somebody relocating, most likely wouldn't be, but rather it would be expansion. And um, the key there is when is the league going to expand and how many teams will they add when they do so. So I talked to Bruce Miller about that and also the money involved, what it would take to get a team here. What we have to have is a, billion, a multi-billionaire. And, uh, and I had, until the stock market crashed uh, back in March, I had a group out of Chicago that was, uh, and they still are, in, there is no team, there is no commitment on expansion. But if, if, these guys, if these guys 
decide to go and, and, and one lady decide to go through with this and uh, 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 then then we have what we have to have you ha- you're going to have to have somebody that's one uh, that's willing to come to Kentucky and do something to put Kentucky on the national and international sports map other than one day a year with the Kentucky Derby. And these people saw that as an opportunity. Uh, They have the wealth to do it, and they have the – they know owners within the league who would be willing to vote for them, and some of them are key owners. And, of course, the NBA has got its own set of issues with COVID and all the rest of it. And uh, so this is taking a back seat for the time being. Well, let me ask you this, and I think the reason Patino didn't want a team here is because he thought that it would take away fans from U of L, that there weren't enough fan dollars to go around to support both an NBA team and a college team. And a lot of people who are naysayers, that's what they say is but the high school state, the college state, there's not enough entertainment or fan dollars out there to also support an NBA team. So what do you say to those people? Well, I'd say that uh, that was a pretty convenient excuse uh, that Patino had, and uh, uh, I think he's, uh, I think for a multitude of reasons, he's full of it. Uh, uh, the reason is that you could get the, the market area, may, you would have to play it a little, you might be able to play a few games in Lexington, <laughs> but the market area, uh, if you properly uh, uh, constructed it, would also it could also include Cincinnati. Uh, uh, it's an hour drive. There are people that drive all the way from Austin. Uh, hundreds and hundreds of people drive from Austin, Texas, to San Antonio to see the Spurs. Uh, uh, you can make every excuse you want, uh, and and. Uh, uh, I can speak for David and, and most of the guys that were always up there, and some still are. That uh, uh, that's that's not that's not accurate at all. Uh, but if Louisville is destined to be a college and a high school town, then uh, then that if that's what it is, then uh, we might as well we we might as well shut down. That's my my just shut the place up. Because we ain't going anywhere. Well, Bruce Miller doesn't—he doesn't mince words. You know exactly where he stands on things, and uh, he's still very active in talking with this uh, potential ownership group out of Chicago about investing their money and putting it into a potential expansion team, if and when the NBA expands, and putting that team here in Louisville. And again. If that doesn't work out with that group, you got to believe that there's still corporate money in Kentucky, especially in Louisville, that would be possibly interested in funding it, being involved. KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, its corporate headquarters are in Louisville. The Yum Center, the KFC Yum Center downtown is the arena where the NBA team would likely play. KFC was involved when the Houston Rockets were potentially moving here, so they could likely get involved again. If not them, maybe Papa John's. Their, their Papa John's corporate headquarters are in Louisville. I could see that happening. Or maybe even UPS, also their corporate headquarters located out of Louisville. And as you know, FedEx, UPS's rival, 
is uh, located in Memphis. That's where their corporate headquarters are located. And they were very much involved in it, getting the Grizzlies to move to Memphis. And the Grizzlies, as a matter of fact, play in FedEx Arena down there. So maybe at some point, one of those three corporations would get involved in bringing an NBA team to Kentucky. We shall see. But Bruce Miller is still very active with talking to this potential ownership group out of Chicago. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk with Dan Issel, former UK basketball great, former Kentucky Colonel great. He's in the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, had a wonderful 15-year career in pro basketball, six of them in the ABA and the other nine in the NBA. But he's now involved and has been for a couple of years in trying to bring an NBA team to Kentucky. Very visible and very active in trying to get a team here. So we will talk to Dan Essel, get his thoughts when we come back. Stay with me. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. See you in just a moment. Krista Schaus with United Way of Central Kentucky here in Elizabethtown. I just want to stop for a moment, tell everybody that if you're looking for help at this time, which for a lot of folks that can be food, it might be a, a bill payment, uh, you might need help with medicine, what you can do is you can call 211. That's just 211 and it's toll free, it's confidential. What they'll do is they'll ask you what your zip code is and they'll try to navigate resources for you. If that does not work because 211 is not the be all end all of help, please reach out to the United Way office at 270-737-6608. We are working from home, but the phones are routed directly to our cell phones. And so we're able to look through our resource guides and try to help give you further direction. But your first call should be to 211 and if all else fails, once again, the United Way office at 270-737-6608. Thank you, be well. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle, thank you for joining us. and. Uh, we are talking about the NBA and the potential of it coming to Kentucky. There was pro basketball in this state from 1967 to 1976 when the Kentucky Colonels played in the old American Basketball Association. But when the Colonels folded, there has been a push ever since then, ever since 1976, to bring a team here, an NBA team here. And um, there have been a lot of chances, a lot of close calls, near misses, but uh, so far, no luck in getting an NBA franchise to move to Kentucky. Been talking to Jay Bruce Miller, who's been involved since 1976. Now we move on to Dan Essel, former UK Wildcat great, Kentucky Colonel great, played several years in the NBA, and he has been involved recently with uh, this push to bring a team to Kentucky. And I talked to him and asked him why he got involved. A couple of years ago, I was approached by a group here in uh, in Louisville who had raised some money. Uh, they thought uh, or, or they were advised that uh, 
expansion was closer than it than it really is because uh, uh, there was a buzz in Seattle. Seattle uh, had given a group, uh, Oakwood Group, uh, uh, the contract to renovate Key Arena. They uh, they had applied for an NHL team and and have been awarded that. Who's going to start playing if if the season ever picks back up again? But uh, uh, so they, they approached me and asked me if I would get involved. And, and I remember what a special feeling. I still have people come up to me and say, you know, people that are in their 50s come up and say, you know, uh, I, my dad, mom, or my grandpa used to take me out to Freedom Hall and watch the Colonels play. And that was great fun. That was great basketball. And, and it really was. I mean, that that team – that Colonel team that won the championship, that wasn't the best team in the ABA that year. That was the best team in professional basketball. You had Artis Gilmore, who's a Hall of Famer, Louis Dampier, who's a Hall of Famer. We were coached by Hubie Brown, who's in the Naismith Hall of Fame. So it was it was a great team. And I'd, I'd like for the kids of the Commonwealth to be able to experience what, what these people did when, when the Colonels were here. Well, on a personal note, speaking of people in their 50s who remember that championship, I'm one of them. I was 13 years old in 1975, living in the rural part of southern Nelson County. My father took my brothers and I to that championship game that night. The Colonels won it in 1975. Still remember it vividly. It is a highlight of my youth as far as a sports fan. And so I understand what Issel is talking about there. Moving on in our conversation, I ask him, looking ahead, could he put a number on it? What does he think the percentage is, the chances of an NBA team ever coming to Kentucky? Well, that, that's a great question. And uh, I, I wouldn't hazard a guess as to what our percentages are. This is what I know. Uh, the NBA will expand at some point, uh, whether it's my during my lifetime or not. I, I'm not sure. There's nothing, unfortunately, that we can do uh, to make the NBA go any faster. Uh, and when they do decide to expand, there's going to be a lot of competition for those franchises. Uh, uh, you know, you you hear Seattle, you hear Kansas City, Las Vegas, a number of cities that would love to have an NBA team. Uh, but this is this is what I do know. I know when when given the opportunity, I know our group can make a very compelling argument uh, to the NBA as to why they should have a franchise here, and no no place, no other city, no other state. And match match the passion uh, that uh, that Kentuckians have for basketball. So um, I think I think if and when it happens, we'll be in good shape. Dan, there are naysayers who say that it's a high school state, it's a college state that's big here, but the NBA won't go over. Not enough fans to go around. What do you tell those people? Uh, I tell them that we have. Uh, reams of data that that says that's not true uh the a couple uh, about a year and a half ago the mayor of richmond virginia commissioned a study from a group called the hungden strategic group to see where their city richmond kind of fell in line 
And so based on not, not how much they like basketball, but based on market size, population growth, disposable income, the Hungden group came back and said of all of the cities in North America that don't have one of the four major sports teams, Austin, Texas is best suited to support a franchise and Louisville, Kentucky is number two. They said they took it a step farther. They said, okay, uh, you can have Major League Baseball, the NFL, or, or hockey, but you don't have an NBA team. How would those cities rank? And it was Seattle number one, Vancouver number two, San Diego number three, and Louisville, Kentucky uh, n- number four. And what's interesting is all three of those cities ahead of us have already had NBA teams and lost them. San Diego's had two. And so it it just doesn't, the facts and figures don't match what those naysayers say. And you're you're always going to have naysayers. But you know what? This past weekend, I drove to Birmingham, Alabama uh, to watch my grandson play baseball down there. And I went through Nashville. And I saw Nashville. And I, I saw, I counted the number of cranes and all the buildings and the way Nashville is exploding. And that's because they don't have as many naysayers. And sometimes you have to just, you know, hitch up your pants and say, we're going to do this because it's good for the city, it's good for the Commonwealth, and it will take us to the next level. And when the time comes, hopefully most people will see it that way. If we get a team, would you coach them? No. (laughs) (laughs) That was a quick answer. I, I don't know. I don't know that I'd even be involved uh, with with the team, but uh, I sure would like to sit in the front row uh, when when the uh, when the NBA comes to Louisville. Well, Dan, good luck with that. Thanks for your time, and um, go out this afternoon and dunk a couple if you still can. <laughs> I think I'd need I think I'd need one of those mini trampolines, but I'll uh, <laughs> I, I'll give it a shot. Okay, thanks for your time. Take care. Okay. Take well, first of all, let's not let's not encourage Dan Issel to go jumping off a mini tramp. A six foot nine, seventy some year old guy doing that is a is a recipe for disaster, which I'm sure he's well aware. All right, I want you to hear from one more person, and that is Billy Reed, a longtime sports writer here in Kentucky. Billy wrote for many years for the Louisville Courier Journal, covering the Kentucky Colonels. U of L, UK, Western, Eastern, all college sports, as well as high school sports. So he's very much an authority on sports in this state. So I asked him about the feasibility of an NBA team coming to Kentucky. He had two concerns. First of all, the coronavirus. And he says that's changed a lot of things about how fans will view sports and come and sit in groups and watch sports in the future. So Where we're going with that, nobody knows. That's one concern he has. Second, he says the interest level for basketball here in Kentucky on all levels isn't what it used to be. Student sections at a lot of the colleges, they they, a lot of tickets go unused. Uh, uh, The state tournament attendance is uh, down from from its peak years. I think that because of uh, uh, the internet and all the different gadgets and things we have today, 
that that has siphoned off some interest. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I hate to sound negative, but I, uh, I'm trying to, to give you an honest evaluation of, of, uh, where I think we are. But, uh, but if a, if a person or a group of people have enough money and want to, uh, you know, try the NBA here, uh, they're going to have to make sure their tickets <laughs> are affordably priced. And uh, it, it, I hope that that day will come. But I, I think it looks farther off now than it might have done six months ago. Anyway, to recap, uh, since 1976, the state of Kentucky has attempted at least on five occasions to bring an NBA franchise to this state, the Bluegrass State. A lot of talk has been about the cities surrounding Kentucky, in particular Indianapolis to the north and Nashville to the south. Because back in 1976, when the ABA folded and the Kentucky Colonels folded, the Pacers of Indianapolis went to the NBA, but that's the only major professional sport they had at the time. And a lot of people believe that because they had the Pacers, that's what attracted the Colts to come there. And that's why they got an NFL franchise is because they already had an NBA franchise. It helped bring the second professional team there as far as a major sport goes. And then looking at Nashville in the South in 1976, they had no major professional franchise. They did not have an NBA team. They did, or an ABA team even, they didn't have a Major League Baseball team, no National Hockey League team, and no NFL team. But since then, Nashville has been able to attract an NFL team, the Tennessee Titans, and an NHL team. So they have a team in the National Hockey League, and both doing very well attendance-wise. And there's a lot of talk about the population down in those areas. For Indianapolis, the metro area has a little more than 2 million people. And for Nashville, the metro area has a little under 2 million people. And Louisville, by the way, if you're curious about the city of Louisville, in the metro area, about 1.2 million people. So a little smaller, but the argument for people in Kentucky trying to bring an NBA team to Louisville is that they say they can draw people from Lexington which has a large population. They can even draw people from Cincinnati because Cincinnati is about an hour drive from Louisville and people would make that trip down to see a team. So Cincinnati is really not any farther than it would be for people coming from Lexington. And Cincinnati, curiously, has a little more than 2 million people in its population and they already have an NFL team in the Bengals and a Major League Baseball team in the Reds, but they have no NBA franchise. They had one years ago in the Cincinnati Royals, but then they ended up moving to Kansas City, and then that team ended up moving to Sacramento. So a lot of talk, a lot of discussion about how it might possibly happen and how if this area had one, they could draw fans from surrounding major cities looking east of Louisville. You've got Frankfurt, you've got Lexington to the northeast. Again, you've got Cincinnati. And then going south, you've got E-Town, you've got Bowling Green, everybody down in that area that they think would make regular trips to Louisville to see an NBA team play. And then again, their big push is this would be Kentucky's team. The entire state would own this team, and they would hope 
that people from the far corners of the state, far western Kentucky, far eastern Kentucky, would make a trip once or twice a year to come in and see this professional team play. Whether it will ever happen, your guess is as good as mine, but I do know that Bruce Miller and Dan Issel and people like them will continue to work toward trying to bring an NBA franchise to Kentucky, and if and when the NBA expands, they think they are in very good shape. So, we'll see. That'll do it for the show this week. As always, I thank you for listening and uh, would like your feedback. If you ever want to give me any ideas on things you'd like to see me talk about, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can always do that through my website, which is KentuckySportsMemories.com. Go there and you'll see how you can connect with me. Reach out to me and send me a message as far as information goes on stories you'd like to see me do. And also there, you can go to my archives tab. Again, KentuckySportsMemories.com, and you can listen to past shows. That'll do it. I thank you again for listening. I'll be back next week with another show. Hope you'll be with me then. Until then, I'm Gary Fogle, and this is Kentucky Sports Memories. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, when I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org.